Greetings and welcome back to My Life Not Yours. I'm Tina and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this week's episode. I can't believe it's nearly Christmas. <laughs> We're halfway through the year, people. It's June and it just seems so weird because we feel that we've all lost a year. And here we are again. Welcome to Memorable Moments number two. So I'm going live with My Life Not Yours workshop on the 24th of July. And I'm kind of a bit nervous about it because I am going to be talking about purpose. And I think I came up with this workshop just because... I did find my purpose quite a few years ago, but during COVID, so many don't even know why they get up in the morning. They just don't know how to be and give their authenticity to themselves. And I think it's really important at this time, above anything else, that you do not lose who you are and know what your purpose is in life. Just today, I've heard there might be another variant of this bloody Delta COVID one. It's Delta 2. I mean, come on now. And apparently this is more transmissible than the last ones. And I keep going on about bloody COVID, but it seems to be dominating people's life in as much as we are being controlled by government about what we can do and what we can't do and it's all about economics I think anyway and the reason why I think it's all about economics is there is a massive price for going abroad and and stuff like that so when I think about we've got this farcical traffic light system around travel and the biggest thing that happened with the government the other week is when they let me rephrase this the traffic light system green basically means you can go to a country and you don't have to self-isolate you still have to spend a whole heap of frigging money on tests amber is isolation and the red list don't even bother that's like going to an unidentified country. When the Euros, we've got Euro football on at the moment for anybody listening in uh, from around the globe. European Championship football. And one of the first matches was in Portugal. So when they knew that loads of footy fans would want to go out to Portugal and see this game, what did they do? They put Portugal on the green list. So all these Brits rushed over to Portugal, whether it's on holiday to watch football and so forth and so forth. For me, it seemed like as soon as the football was over, in Portugal. Portugal went back on the amber list and all the Brits were clambering to get back home. They even had to put on extra flights so that people could get back and not self-isolate. If that's not a joke, I don't know what is. Aside from that, it was supposed to be Freedom Day. God, the names people are coming up for shit going on with COVID is insane. So Freedom Day was meant to be on the 21st of June, a few days ago this week, that Britain would drop most of its social distancing, any rulings basically around COVID. But guess what? Because we've got so many rising numbers with COVID, so anybody who's not in the UK and you're thinking of coming for a visit, just stay where you are. Don't bother booking a flight. It's a waste of time. Everybody was getting excited, having these freedom parties planned and, oh my God, we're going to be free of it for the government to say it's been delayed for another month. At my time of recording this bloody podcast they're not even sure what they're going to do from the 19th of July and whether we will lock down again but who knows anything could happen on July the 19th but I still think there will be restrictions and if not now it's just a case of when winter when it gets cold and everybody's back inside I think people are so fed up with it now that I barely see people with a mask on these days The UK government with this Covid stuff where do I start oh my god just today in our national newspapers, our health secretary clearly hasn't been abiding to social distancing. In fact, 
His name is Matt Hancock and he is an absolute C-O-C-K. He got caught in his offices with his tongue down someone else's throat and it's been caught on on camera. So he's not only had an affair, he's literally forgot social distancing to get his um rocks off. And it's it's just big news here. Well, not big news. Let's not say it's not big news. It's news. Do you know, it just makes a mockery of everything. And he's 42. He's a pompous, airy idiot that comes on every day, tells us about we're beating COVID, go get a jab and all this kind of nonsense. And I just don't think he's got any credibility. In fact, the UK government are pretty shite. So if we ever get out of this unscathed, I don't know, I reckon we'll be opening for business on the 19th of July regardless. So everybody, let's move on to the next bit and I'll talk about a funny story with a mask. (laughs) I was in the park with my friend the other week. We went for a walk and this guy sneezed. Now you know how far them fucking droplets go when someone sneezes and don't put their hand over their mouth or nose or whatever. In fact, I wanted to put a plastic bag over his bloody head and I looked at him and said, you didn't think to put your hand over your mouth or anything and he looked at me like I was absolutely crazy and for me it's that kind of madness that we have to look out for during what is a time that not everyone is going to take the vaccine in fact I probably know more people that are not taking the vaccine than have taken it and rightly so that's their choice but please act respectfully around other people like get your handkerchief out although you probably haven't got one or sneeze into your frigging crease of your elbow that's what's supposed to be done okay bodies rant over on that one but it really did piss me off i'm not gonna lie we've had the traffic light system that is a farcical experience our freedom day for the uk has been delayed and one of the things that i realized when i went into the center of london to work last week actually is realizing how much people have lost during this turbulent year if not their life there's other things like work and their health especially mental health i just find it quite overwhelming at times and i think it's not just about boarded up buildings it's when you're talking to people and they're trying to rebuild their life and so forth so i feel quite good actually that i've kept myself sane and i'm not saying that's an easy thing but i do really feel for people who have really been hit by this bloody terrible uh, virus and those that are still taking it as a joke what isn't nice is we do have some gang issues over here in the uk we all said that when the united states were having all these gang wars especially in la it would be a matter of time before it came to london and it came ages ago but you can imagine with all these gangs being holed up in there wherever they live under a stone most of them that they would want to get out and get revenge and so in one of our biggest uh, royal parks we call them in in central london this was high park it's one of our largest the news reported of two big gangs meeting in the middle of Hyde park with machetes for a big fight and if you knew this park it's where tourists go it's just full of tourists and you may get people from the UK in there obviously but to have two gangs meeting up in this park really just showed me what's really going on and then my biggest fucking nightmare at the moment is bloody parking tickets what has happened is during covid to promote people walking cycling having cleaner air they closed off a lot of our roads in local areas so you go to drive think you can turn down this normal road no it's blocked due to covid i mean it felt like something out of a bloody zombie movie if i'm absolutely honest with you and i didn't understand the traffic calming idea when it caused more traffic so i've been caught out literally in the last two weeks because i've gone down a road where wait for it 
the signs are so far up a fucking lamppost you can't see that it's no access to cars apart from cycles and buses so one parking ticket came through and I paid it there's no point you can contest them here in the UK but what's the point they've got you by the hook and curlers this is why I think Covid it's all a joke it's about a money making scheme and then the other week I went out for lunch with a friend in this lovely little village area in London you sure as hell couldn't see any signs about not driving between a certain time four days later another parking ticket lands through my front door I was fuming all day and all I just said here is the economical propaganda get money get money get money to make it back during covid I really am on my soapbox but I'm going to get off because we have had some amazing weather. We have had a mini heat wave in London and anybody who is outside of the UK it's always raining. It's always raining, it's a little bit cold and chilly. You can't guarantee good weather. So I think it's just what we all needed and <laughs> what happened was though social distancing was out the window. Everybody it was just like free love, let the sun shine, let's strip down to our knickers in one park actually there was a guy that was sunbathing naked and that was pretty revolting I'm not gonna lie I just thought he just looked like excuse the pun this uncooked sausage <laughs> in the middle of the park and it was just oh it's just horrible it was just horrible 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 but yeah I, I don't get that actually I don't know what you think but and I know people haven't got green space at the house or flat or whatever and they need to go out but I just don't get sunbathing in an open space like a park because I just imagine that they're there you fall asleep next thing you know you get a dog either trying to hump you or pee over you or come and lick your face or something or you know I <laughs> I just don't get it. How you can st- uh, strip down to your nothing and um, sunbathe in the park. But I guess different strokes, different folks. What I've really loved is walking is good for the soul, right? And I feel that I've kind of let my walking drop off a bit because I go to the gym a little bit more now. And that's not to say I don't do gym. I work out every single day. However, one of my friends said, well, Tina, if you want to get a man, maybe extend your social chain, whatever that was supposed to mean. But I knew exactly what they meant. So I thought, let me join a gym. I might meet some beefed up bugger pushing up the weights. And and he says, can you help me with the bench press? And I say, uh, no. Anyway, I've joined this gym. So I've been going to that a lot more. I've been getting on my bike and I realised the other day that I hadn't been out for a nice walk. And so two days ago, I did like six, k 7k walk and it was just nice because I get inspiration for my podcasts I also get to see things that I haven't seen before or notice and so I would just keep saying to people don't forget to keep walking because it is nice and it's just I stick something in my ears and that's usually a podcast somebody else's podcast and it's great and it's funny because I did say that I've been cycling a lot more and the other week I went out with my goddaughter's mother and we did 48k as a bike ride and it was lovely we've got the um, river thames in london which is massive and we cycled and i thought yeah i've got this um i haven't cycled that far before she cycles all the time to work and she cycled from london to paris she's one of these super cycle bitches and so when i did it on a sunday morning it was sunny it was a couple of weeks ago when it was really nice and hot and as we were going along I've just really loved the wind in my hair, which doesn't flow, by the way. It's quite heavy. It's dense, my head. So I don't know why I said that. But it's just nice to have the wind flowing through you. And on the way back, so we stopped for breakfast. 
We had a little half a sandwich each and a coffee to get us all pumped up, ready to come back. Ten minutes before I arrived back at my house, I stood up to go up this little hill and I got cramp in both my frigging quads. Oh my God, if you've ever had cramp in the front of your thighs, it's not funny. I yelped like another mini orgasm. My friend stopped and said, is everything okay? And I said, no, it's not. I've got cramp in my thighs. I just wanted to cry. So I sort of fell off the bike, managed to stretch them and got home. And that was it. We were out for nearly three and a half hours and I was absolutely good for nothing for at least four days. There's this thing anybody who's into fitness knows, it's called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. So you never really feel the pain on the Monday because I did the bike ride on the Sunday. You'd feel it on the Tuesday and oh my goodness, did I feel it. My quads looked like they seized and blown up to massive balloons because they were so tight. So the only thing I could do was literally do yoga for two days. And so um, that's what I did. And I'm going to go on my next big one in the next week or so. I may report back and see if that's any better, but I do love going on my bike. Now here's something. Last week, I went out for lunch with two work colleagues and it was nice we've all supported each other during kind of a different time and there's a particular couple of colleagues that I get on really well with and so we went to a lovely restaurant and then afterwards we said oh let's go for cake and bubbles so cake and bubbles is owned by a hotel chain and you have to reserve a table outside or inside we did outside and we had a bottle of champagne and then these fancy fancy cakes a lot of bloody money but one of my work colleagues treated me and this other person and it's fabulous we were just settling in as I'm on my fourth slurp of champagne and starting to get a headache there's something in champagne that just gives me a bloody headache what happened is these two women walk past sit down they've got Chanel bags they've got Dolce and Gabbana Gucci bags they look the business and everything and then gosh one of them answered her phone she goes what where are you she spoke just like that it was so funny and I expected them to be really posh women basically this woman said what are you doing with my daughter's phone so we jumped up you could see there were tears in her eyes and we suddenly realized actually just as we were slagging off their accent and how common they were there's serious <laughs> it was seriously a problem so emergency Tina springs into action goes up to her and says is everything all right she said someone's got my daughter's phone someone's got my daughter's phone so I said give me your phone I was very cool calm and collected I'm trying to speak to this person who has found this phone and obviously something has come up with mum on it where he's able to phone the missing person's phone we got her calm because her friend at this point had been in the toilet so she came out seeing what all the pandemonium was about she then took control as she was super babe mum and phoned one of the daughter's friends and they were outside of London had a shopping day her daughter had lost her phone in High Park the moral of this story is never let your 14 year old sons and daughters come into the capital and you don't know where the F they are because they knew they were in High Park but High Park's big right and anything could have happened to them as far as I'm concerned and yes she had a right to be scared about somebody phoning and whatever he could have been asking for ransom he could have abducted her we've got so many issues with child abduction at the moment in London it's insane but anyway we managed to save the day and um we settled back into our champagne the two women jumped off in a taxi to go and meet the daughter and hopefully retrieve the phone And then I would say my other thing that's really got up my nose in the last week is tradesmen who come in and don't give two 
hoots what they do when they come into your home to do something. So I had this tradesperson that came in the other day and it was an issue in my bathroom. Do you know, he proceeded to walk up my carpeted stairs and I said, wait, 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 wait. You need to come back down. He only got to the second step, by the way, because I turned my back for one minute. It's like watching a bloody dog, isn't it? I turned my back for one minute. He's already going up the stairs and I said, take your shoes off. I don't know if it's you or me, but wouldn't you automatically think when you go into somebody's home and they've got carpet or whatever, you take your bloody shoes off. I had a really nasty experience years ago where somebody came into my home and they had shit on their shoes and they went up my stairs. I went absolutely ballistic. To all the people who don't have any manners when you walk into someone else's home, take your shoes off at the front door unless someone said, don't worry about your shoes. That really ain't going to happen on my watch. You take your shoes off. There's only a couple of times where, especially in the summer, if they've got sandals on and they're in my, I've got a hardwood floor in my front room, you can come in, but you take your shoes off. My memorable moments is coming to an end because these are the short and sweet ones. And I think I had a memorable moment or real realization to really savor this week and that's about self-love and what the fuck does that really mean it's not about narcissism or anything negative it's about do you really love who you are because I'll tell you what if you love yourself you don't treat your body and mind like the enemy and also you can't expect to have someone come into your life this is from a partner perspective if you don't love yourself because that just means you're looking for something else to validate your love if that makes sense. Self-love, I realised this week, it does go deeper than having, oh, I'm going to have a manicure, oh, I'm going to go shopping, I'll have a pedicure, oh, I'm going to go have a meal. It's about being honest with yourself when you aren't happy so you can sort it out. And what I mean by that is that if, for example, you've been upset about something that's taken place, whether it's work, whether it's with a relationship, whether it's just getting angry. So today I got angry about something because another workman could not commit to when he was going to come and finish a job. So what I did is looked at why I wasn't happy about it and I thought it's fine. I'm giving thanks. So I, I played the gratitude kind of card and thought it will be fine. He will come back and I love myself enough not to really worry about this. But the big one for me in self-love has been about accepting and owning all parts of my story and this is no matter how dark those chapters are. So many people have said to me you're so brave with this podcast and it wasn't about being brave. It's because somebody else a fantastic guy who's um, becoming a friend of mine opened my eyes and said you can only own what's going forward you have to leave the past behind and so that was a massive one for me that I love myself enough that actually accepting what went on in the past and owning it and whether I've chose to go publicly or not is neither here nor there it's because I've accepted and owned my story do you know that the level of love you have for yourself determines the actions that you decide to take? E.g. if you don't feel worthy of that happily ever after, then you are more likely to hold back on truly letting go in love and finding ways to break up. And I think that's really, really true because I remember some of my first boyfriends and because I didn't love myself at that time, I was always causing an argument or it was either one way or the other. So it's only in the last couple of years I've looked back at that and think, oh my God, look at your behaviour when I was with them. And I had another friend who is extremely needy and hasn't really addressed her past for her actions because the jealousy and everything else that used to come out was it was really quite sad to watch and from screaming in the street not trusting her partner accusing them of things like that you know self-love comes out in other ways and I think really what I'm trying to say is we shouldn't base our joy on the validation and acceptance given by others which I did a lot trying to find myself I depended on others to make 
me happy. Oh, and gosh, that was really such a bad move because it's like a drug, right? It's instant and then it's gone and you're left with that deep, deep sadness. Above all, it's really disempowering and results in that one needy, possessive, jealous person. And again, I'm not talking about lovers. This is also with friends. I've experienced this. I've gone through it where I haven't loved myself enough, depending on others to validate what I'm doing for my happiness. And that is a real big mistake. Many believe we need to be in love with another person to shine. And as I've just said, if you can't love yourself more first, then it's a waste of time. Many believe we need to be in love with another person to shine. Yet, if only we learn to love ourselves more first, then we really do blossom. So my quote of the day is, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. And that's a lovely little quote by Buddha. As I wrap this up, I'm also going to give you a book recommendation, which is absolutely fantastic. And it examines this really lightheartedly, but it's quite profound. And it's called Just Fucking Do It by Noor Hibbert. This is one of the books I'm reading in the morning at the moment when I do my rituals. And it's all about stop playing small, transform your life. And it's got a great section on self-love in there. So have a little read. I'll leave it in the show notes. And until next week, I look forward to speaking to you again. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of My Life Not Yours. It would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, rate and leave me a review. You can also spread the love and help grow my potty by sharing the link provided in my show notes. Until next time, take care.